Hello and welcome to Inside AgriTurf and I'm Chris Biddle and I'd like to tell you something about the new season of the Inside AgriTurf podcasts that launch on Wednesday the 2nd of February. But first, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen and subscribe to the podcasts over the past 18 months. Podcasts and podcasting is becoming more and more mainstream and popular. I see in an article in the Times just this week, columnist David Aronovich says that it is the intimacy of podcasts that make them addictive. Being on television, he says, can make you famous. Being on radio or on a podcast can make you someone's companion. Now, Inside AgriTurf is a niche podcast for a small niche audience. We are proud in this industry of being a people business. So being able to tailor content through the medium of a podcast means that we can carry highly relevant content via a very listener-friendly medium. So far, I've produced 56 episodes covering industry challenges such as mental health, diversity, dealer economics, succession in the business, training and education, and the future of shows. And today, Inside AgriTurf has more than 3,000 unique listeners. Uh, That doesn't count those who've listened more than once. And despite a break between the seasons of almost two months over Christmas and the New Year, The podcast has attracted 68 new listeners during the past 28 days, at the time when no new episodes were published. So once again, thank you. And now I'd like to tell you a little bit more about what's ahead, and also briefly introduce a new companion show to Inside Agritur. As I said, we kick off on the 2nd of February with an episode in the AgriTurf Talks series featuring a panel discussing the issues of the day. Now that next episode will consider recruiting new talent, the opportunities and the obstacles. That will be followed by two further AgriTurf Talks episodes. The next one after that will consider whether the industry is doing enough to present its environmental credentials to the outside world and to young people who may be considering a career in the agriturf sector who are very much more environmentally aware these days. The third in the agriturf talks series will consider the future of the dealership as we know it. Now not only has there been considerable churn in franchise holding in recent years but will disruptive technology turn the established model on its head? You just have to see how companies such as Cinch and Kazoo are now operating in the automobile industry. But back to the recently recorded episode, which we'll publish, as I said, on the 2nd of February. Now, recruiting new talented staff is a real headache for this industry, and we are not alone in that. So how do we attract the attention of potential new recruits, and how should we set out our stall? Discussing this highly topical issue were, from the manufacturing sector, Richard Charles, after-sales customer care and training manager for Agco UK and Ireland. For the dealer trade, Simon Holmes, who is group service manager for the agricultural and construction division of the multi-branch TH White Group. Jeremy Gibbs was formerly with John Deere, but is now an active farmer and founder of Forces Farming, an organisation which provides a pathway for those leaving the services and interested in a career in agriculture. And finally, David Kirshner, well known to many in, in, in the industry, 
who is an independent consultant working closely with developing apprenticeship schemes to meet the industry's specific needs. Now, I asked the panel to consider four specific areas of recruitment. What was the current state of play for employing new staff from their individual perspectives? And what are the main selling points they use to promote a career in land-based engineering? And next, is the industry as a whole doing enough to improve awareness of the agritech or land-based engineering industry? And lastly, apprenticeships and the coming T-levels. Are they fit for purpose? You will be able to hear their views during the full 40-minute episode. But in the meantime, here's a few snippets. Starting out with David Kushner's unambiguous endorsement. My passion and positivity has never dimmed, Chris, and I don't think it ever will. It's an amazing industry which uh, offers anybody who cares to take part in it uh, limitless opportunities. There followed a very wide-ranging discussion on recruiting companies, on developing a career path, on the poor external visibility of our industry, on nurturing apprentices and on mentoring employees. Recruiters start to come into the mix a lot more. And those recruiters generally don't understand our business either. They think they see a tractor and think that that tractor is like a Gray Ferguson and they're all going to be really simple to to repair. And they're not. I think they'll be very surprised to see how complex our machines are and what's required. And when you also consider that we have to pay a recruitment fee to those recruiters as well, you're then paying a lot of money for somebody that doesn't fit what you need. We really need to start broadening it, broadening our horizons. And I think we are quite insular as an industry. And we actually only ever preach to the converted. We're only ever selling the industry to people that are already linked to it or are already within the industry. And we've got to start working harder to reach these wider people the, the challenge is and this is one thing i always say from forces farming perspective is we, we don't paint the industry with like rose tinted spectacles there's no, there's no point saying to someone you can come and earn 45 grand as a technician and you'll get training you get a van and you get a tool allowance you you've got to balance it with you know there's elements of 12 15 18 hour days and you'll get angry customers etc etc you as an agricultural engineer you're number one, an extended member of the farm team because you're a trusted asset. And number two, you are probably the key to the dealer relationship with that customer because 90% of the time, the technician is seeing the customer more than the salesman potentially. So Jeremy can take someone from the military and he can show him a clear career path, an education plan of, of what they will do in the next three, four, five, six, seven years of their career within an agco dealer. I would struggle if someone said to me, I, you know, what does an agricultural engineer do? It's very much a discussion between me and that person or an, an email, an explanation, that kind of thing. But there's no generic, you know, career path video of an ag, you know, not even a 30 second advert of a smiling technician you know happy customer shaking hand you know it sounds silly but there's almost the natural link up between the shortage of harvest workers and saying look you know go and do a harvest for two months and then come into the engineering and that's that to me is the approach that's needed in the future is almost connecting up with 
you want to be an engineer, but first off, let's start by stroking cows and chasing sheep or something. Do you know what I mean? Or going and doing a bit of ploughing or harrowing or drilling or harvesting. You've got to get that hook of, oh, this is, you know, this is a cool industry before you potentially think about becoming an engineer. Very much started to drive what happens with our apprentices. And that is also helping with retention because I've got quite a bond now with our apprentices. They all, all got my number. They, they can all ring me whenever they like and I'll coach them whatever they're doing, whether they're at college or, or out in the field. Um, and that really does help. I think as an industry, we need to learn how to mentor people in the workplace. And it doesn't matter if they're a migrant into our uh, industry or an apprentice or an, uh, an improver. We must learn how to mentor people. And perhaps in the past, we haven't actually met the requirement. Some interesting views, I'm sure you will agree. And you can listen to the whole episode, as I said, when it becomes available on the 2nd of February. And now, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about a new companion podcast to Inside AgriTurf that I mentioned earlier. It's called AgriTurf Agenda, a customised podcast designed for companies and organisations, enabling them to keep their customers or the world at large up to date. It can be used to outline current or future plans, events, a special product, or talk about your people in a very listener-friendly format. The great thing is, you decide the content, you plan the script. AgriTurf Agenda can be your voice. Episodes can be short and to the point, or much longer features. They can be broadcast via your website and your usual social media channels. It will have its own web page containing an attractive podcast player, company logo or photograph with all the appropriate clickable links. Podcasts are one of the fastest growing communication mediums, as I said earlier. Full information will be published shortly. But if you'd like to know more, do email me from the link shown in the show notes of this episode. Inside AgriTurf Agenda. Your words, your voice. So that's it. A taster of what's to come from the Inside AgriTurf podcast. I'm Chris Biddle, and thank you for joining me. Thank you.